You are now tuned in to the Village Motherhood Edition podcast, where moms from all walks of life share their stories about the obstacles they faced in motherhood. I invite you to join the village to be motivated, inspired, educated, but most importantly, I want you to know that you're not alone. So let's get started. Welcome back. You are now tuned in to the Village Motherhood Edition podcast, and I am your host, Natasha. If you are listening for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in, have a seat, and get comfortable. But if this isn't your first time, hey, girl, hey. So I hope everyone is doing well today and taking care of themselves and not letting motherhood drive them crazy. So today we have another special guest in the studio and her name is Miss Shawnee Presley. She is the daughter of an immigrant mother from Haiti. She is the first generation high school and college graduate. She has a master's in public administration and has worked in the government public health compliance field. Now Shawnee partners with her amazing husband with their home-based business, Plexus Health and Wellness Business. On top of all of that, she has a very busy home of four boys. Not one, not two, but four. One, two, three, four. Their family is very into community outreach and giving back to our youth. And on top of all of that, she she manages to find time for herself in the process. And that is what we're going to learn from her today. We're going to have to find time for ourselves in the process. So I'd like to welcome Shawnee to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Miss Natasha. Thank you. Thank you for... um, God, this is so amazing. I'm so excited to have you because I'm like, oh, she's going to tell us how to take care of ourselves because Lord knows I do not know how to do that. But before we go on, I know we call you Shawnee. Please say your first name. My first name is Shanikason. So my Shanikason. full name is Shanikason Ambrose Presley. So everybody calls me Shawnee for short because it's much easier that way. <laughs> Shanikason. That is, I love it. It is a beautiful, beautiful name. Thank you. Um, so I have given the audience your bio, but tell us who Miss Shawnee is as a person in your words. Miss Shawnee is a person that take care of, take care of everybody as moms do. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I neglected myself. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's like I had a revelation. It was, if my cup is empty, how can I fill anybody else's cup? And it was just a moment of, you know what? I need to set boundaries. And boundaries is not something that's easy to set, but it's very necessary. And if you have a personality that's, but what if I'm not there for them? If I'm not there to help them, they won't get it done. Um, I'm the one that cooks, I'm the one that cleans. Trust me, when you say boundaries, they'll figure it out. So. I'm Shawnee Presley, and I worked in the government field, like Natasha said, and I got to tell you the story about me leaving that, but we'll get to there um, and coming back home. And it was a God-ordained mission. Wow. Wow. Like, so what you just said is, um, at least for me personally, things that I have struggled with, setting boundaries. And it wasn't until I had adult children that I realized that I had to set boundaries with my own kids. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Pouring into somebody else's cup when your cup is empty. It's, it's impossible. We do it Mm -hmm. and we make it happen. 
mm-hmm. it's just not healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. Oh, buddy, maybe this episode was more for me than it is for my <laughs> listeners. But okay, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna listen. So, Shawnee, if you are ready, go ahead and tell your story, girl. Okay, so I got married in 2006, me and my husband. And let me tell you, it's so funny. Um, I wasn't marriage was not on my radar. I was like, whenever my mom was a single mom, and I told many people this, and my whole thing was, I graduate college, if I get pregnant out of wedlock, I have my baby, and then I go home and take care of my mom and my child. But the Lord had a different path for me, and I'm so grateful that I followed his path than my path. Mm-hmm. And so we got married in 2006, and I wanted to wait So we waited three years before we had our first child because I wanted to get to know my husband more and I wanted him to get to know me because I didn't, life changes when children are involved in a situation. I don't know about you, Natasha, but I know for me, I was like, I want to be selfish for work for a little while first. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? I understand because people don't understand like your life comes to a screeching halt. Yes. When you bring little people into the picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I so we waited three years. You know, everybody and their mama. Oh, when y'all gonna have your first baby? When y'all gonna have your first baby? You're like, I want to have a baby, but will you be there to babysit when I want to have time with my husband? No. Will you be there when the sleepless nights when we decide we're gonna nurse or have feed the baby or the baby is crying you know everybody's saying baby 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 but where are they when the baby gets here i'm just being honest listen as um a survivor of postpartum depression i understand because there was many lonely nights where i sat in my um in my recliner nursing my baby in tears Mm -hmm. at two three o'clock in the morning and it wasn't that my husband wasn't there. It's just that he had to get up and go to work. Mm-hmm. So what, I mean, I, I, I guess I could have woke him up, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to do that to him because he had to go and work a whole eight hours. Like this is, um, this is, that's the part of motherhood. Nobody tell you about. Let's talk about it. Let's <laughs> talk you. about it. Let me tell you the first three months. And I, I always tell people this, we have four kids. The first three months of the kid's life, I don't really remember. I just really remember giving the kids nutrition, holding them, rocking them. And then I remember, oh, they can sit up now. They can roll. But I think I went through postpartum depression, baby blues, but didn't realize that I was going through that because I was just existing, if you know what I mean. Yes. I was like just going through the motions. Mm Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. Yeah, you turn into a machine after a while. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we had our first child. And one thing I'm going to say is I had uh, an uncle. It was my husband's uncle. And he said, you see how y'all in love right now and all this different stuff? When the kids come, things are going to change. But you're going to have to remember to love each other because when the kids are grown and gone, it's going to be only you two. So when he said that to us, It was like something went off in my mind that, yes, my kids are important, but this relationship that I have with my husband is extremely important, especially if I want it to last. So um, 
my husband told me this. He said, babe, when the first baby came, it felt like you pushed me to the side and the baby was getting all the attention. And it only took him to say that one time for me to recognize, yes, he was here before the baby. And I had to make sure me as a mom split time between nurturing a baby and being a wife to my husband that he needed to make sure he didn't feel neglected. But at the same time, did I feel neglected a little bit? Yes, I did. Just being honest. So, you know, um, like you said, your husband told you that he felt like he kind of got pushed to the side when the baby came. And my husband has said that to me too. And one other thing that I noticed during that time um, after I've had my children my husband and I, we had to learn how to communicate differently. Yes. We had to learn how to, our communication was different because, you know, he was feeling neglected and I was exhausted and I had this baby hanging from me. And like, mm-hmm. we had to learn how to talk to each other again. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not a bad thing. It's, um, it can be a bad thing if it's, if it's ignored, mm-hmm. but that's not if you want your marriage to last you can't ignore that you mm-hmm. you cannot ignore that so our language and how we communicated and how we responded to each other changed um and we thought because we've had two children together so with our first so let me back up my husband and I both were in the military mm-hmm. so for his oldest daughter and for my oldest daughter we were we weren't around a lot because we were always deployed. Mm-hmm. So this would be the first time we were actually in home parents with the child. Mm-hmm. So it was like, we were first time parents all over again. We didn't know what we was doing. Okay. So imagine this, we got two teenagers and we had a baby. We just got married. I was still in the army and he's working. There's, that's a lot going on. That, mm-hmm. that. So we had to, we actually had to pause and figure it out before we went any further because we wanted our marriage to last. But anyway, this is your story. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, but, but you're correct because most moms, especially nowadays, it takes two income to run a home. Mm-hmm. So at that time, while I'm telling you this story, I was working a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Also coming home, cleaning up. Also coming home, cooking dinner, helping kids with school trying to and at the same time with our second child I was going for my master's degree in public administration but this is something I knew that I actually wanted you one thing I'm gonna tell mothers is remember you were first a daughter of Christ before you became a mother before you became a wife you had passion you had drives you had dreams and you can't let that die because that's when you start feeling resentment of where, where did my life go? Mm-hmm. So that's when you have to go ahead and figure out how do I set boundaries? And let me tell you how I started setting boundaries. I started putting schedule. Let me tell you. So in 2013, so I worked for Department of Health and Environmental Control for seven years. And my mom got sick. And when she got sick, me and my husband decided that I would go and visit her in Miami. She, she lived in Miami. We were in South Carolina. I would go Monday through Friday in the week. She was in the hospital and be in the hospital with her, come back home for Saturday and Sunday and do that again the following week. 
Can you imagine wow. what our wow. credit card bills were? Mm. Because we didn't have the income to sustain that, but I knew that's what my mom needed. And I did that for three months. And that was the first three months of my second child's life. Mm. Eventually the Lord called my mom on and I really went through grief. I went, and then now I can say it, I went through some form of depression where I was, everybody saw Shani, but in my mind, I knew that wasn't Shani. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like I was in a web and I just couldn't get out the web. And it took me two years to finally emerge out of the web through counseling. People don't believe counseling help, but counseling does help. I am in church. There's the pastors, there's the ministers, but counseling, it, it opens a different layer to places where you didn't even know that you had compartments that were locked up. Mm -hmm. That was, was, how would I say it? That you were trapped in. A piece of you were, would, is trapped in a compartment that you don't even know it. And the therapist helps you to unlock that to find the full version of who you are. If you understand what I'm saying, Natasha? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, um go ahead. Um, like I, I am a full supporter of therapy and I, the joke I always tell is the people that are in therapy are deal to deal with the people in their lives that won't go to therapy. Preach. <laughs> Preach. Preach. But, um, and yes, I have people I can talk to. I have my husband. I've got, you know, my closest girlfriends and stuff that I can talk to. However, you need that unbiased opinion. You need That's somebody right. who is not attached to you because mm -hmm. if they are attached to you in any way, shape or form, they're going to have some kind of emotional attachment and they're not going to push you to, to do the work. And that's the other thing. Everybody can go to therapy, but if you don't do the work, baby, it's not going to help. You just paying somebody to listen to you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's what, and I'm going to tell you, I have an amazing husband because he realized very early on that he couldn't help me in the way that he wanted to help me and said, Shani, I think we need to look in the therapy route. There are some people that can't acknowledge that they don't have it all for you. And he realized, baby, I don't have it for you right now. And I want to help you. But I feel like me being me loving you the way that I love you, I don't want you to hurt. But I know a therapist can help unlock whatever's going on inside that I can't get to. I'm telling you. That, I'm just, I'm just that's saying. That's amazing. That is mm -hmm. absolutely amazing. And I wish that for everybody. I wish yes. everybody had you know, a spouse or a significant other or a friend or somebody that, that that's that close to them that can say, hey, we need to try another avenue. Something is very off and we need to try another avenue to try to get you better, to get you well. And it was actually my husband who told me, he didn't tell me I had postpartum depression, but my husband, he was like, something's wrong, Tasha. Something mm -hmm. is very, very wrong. And when he said it, then I knew it was real. Mm -hmm. Because I was just trying to, like, I had the postpartum, but I didn't know what was happening to me because I didn't really know what postpartum was because there was nobody around me that was talking about it. So I didn't there know. There we go, Tasha. There we go. So nobody wants to talk about what they're experiencing. You can, nobody's no. perfect. Yeah, I experienced it. And somebody could have helped me before I had to go through all of that. 
So, um, it was him. It was my husband. He looked at me in my face one day. He was like, Tasha, this isn't you. Something is not right. We have to figure something else out. And then at that moment, I was like, okay, yeah, there is something really going on with me and I need to to go in and, and get seen. And mm-hmm. it was, a with me being in the military, if you don't know military members, we have a lot of pride. We have a lot, a lot of pride. And we don't we don't always like to acknowledge when things are off because we kind of have this image to maintain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, go get the help. Mm-hmm. Just, I had to come outside of myself. I had to think more of, this is my family. This is mm-hmm. forever. This is my husband. These are my kids. Mm-hmm. I can't break. Mm-hmm. So before I break, let's, Let's figure out how to bend properly so we can get through mm, this. Flexibility, child. <laughs> let's, let's figure out how to bend properly so we can get through this and we can we can go on. I believe conversations save lives. And if we could just talk about it, just have the hard conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I want to piggyback on something you said earlier about you and your husband um, communicating differently. Me and my husband always say this. You know, we started off before we got married. We had premarital counseling with mm-hmm. my pastor in Florida and he made us go through this book and it really uncovered some things about each of us that we didn't know was there. And he also taught us that each year you're a different person. Each moment you're a different person. So your communication changes. Your marriage evolves literally every minute because every experience you experience changes you. It may not change you all the way down to the molecular level, but it changes you. It changes your response to a joke he may have or you may have. It changes your response to the way he might slam the door or leave his sock on the living room floor or have his (laughs) shoe upstairs and another shoe in the bathroom or the kids have their clothes in the bathroom after they take a shower. Your response changes. and. You and your husband, even with your children, you have to learn that each day you're different. And the moment that you talk about it and realize and say, okay, I don't like this, or I like this, or I enjoy this about you, then you guys learn the new version of yourself each day. And that's one thing I'm gonna say for me and my husband, we're going on 17 years and we've realized we've evolved. We've had things we've been through. We have things we don't like. We have mm-hmm. things we will not stand for, but we know that we change and we change with each other as the time comes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's a process. We grow and we, we're human. So yes. we grow, we, we evolve, we change. It is a process and you have to, you have to take the time to, um, to nurture that relationship. Mm-hmm. You have to take the time to nurture that relationship. But in order to take the time to be able to nurture that relationship, you also have to nurture yourself mm-hmm. because you can't you can't put something into something if you don't have anything to give to begin with. So, girl, let's get let's go there. So let's go there. So when after I we got married, worked at Department of um, Health and Environmental Control, my mom got sick. I end up. I'm telling my husband, baby, I can't, mentally, I can't handle it because I even applied to go for a promotion and I didn't get the promotion. I was highly upset, but 
I believe God did that for a reason because he said, I felt like he came to me and said, okay, it's time to leave because the promotion parts ain't going to happen. But I had two young boys at the house that literally the daycare was raising, not me. And me and my husband came to this conclusion and understand that he said, baby, if you feel like you need to come home, go ahead and come home, which that's an amazing, amazing, um, I would say, I'm just grateful for that, that I can come home, really remove my salary from the house and he's handling the financial part of the house. But for mm-hmm. me also, God said to me, I know you like to work. I know you want to climb that corporate ladder and I know you got it going on but I need you to come home and raise these boys because these are going to be the future leaders. So I had to literally put myself down, my emotions, my drive, because the Lord had a task for me to come home. But Mm -hmm. in that coming home with that task, it brought its own challenging challenges, but also so much reward with it because that's where I learned how to put a schedule. So, you know, when you're working, you have a schedule. So you go in at 9 a.m., you have your, whatever your activity is, you have your meeting at 10, then at 11, you have your lunch. At 12, you may have another meeting. You know, you have a schedule. The Lord put in my mind and said, Shani, that's what you need to do at home. You're raising these boys and they're being basically homeschooled because they're young. You gotta put a schedule in place. So in the morning, we would get up and have breakfast at seven, eight o'clock. We would have story time. Then we would have sun time, go outside and play. And then we would have our naps. So they take their naps. This is my time to take a nap and relax. And then they would get back up. Like I had a schedule. And then when I told them it's time for quiet time. So I was basically teaching them boundaries for themselves and for me. And that was giving me space to finally breathe instead of winging it like a Montessori program. If, Uh If you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I was, I was telling my husband that at one point I considered a Montessori program for our youngest child, James, but there's no structure. My kids need structure. <laughs> Same thing my with mine. That, that's not going to work. I, it may work for other children, but for the two that I got here, we need structure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, that's what I was building the whole time. I was building structure in them, not realizing that I was building self-care at the same time. Ooh, ooh, dig deeper into that. I want to know, okay. dig deeper. So when I say I was building self-care, when they would go outside, let's say we go outside and have sun time, they're out there playing, but I'm having a moment where I have an hour that I can read a book, that I can stroll through, through my Facebook, that I can really just sit and just imagine what I want to imagine. So in that schedule, I was building time for me while they were having activity. Do you understand what I'm saying by that? Nice, yes. Yes. So that's what the Lord did for me. And then I remember Natasha, we were talking about how the kids like to talk. This lady told me, unless I read it somewhere, that when you bring your kids together, tell them, like I have multiple children. So I tell them, okay, when when I pick them up from school or whatever we're doing, okay, this is the time that you're gonna tell me two things you like about today and something you dislike. So each child will have their chance to talk, blurt it all out. If it takes five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, everybody else had to be quiet and listen to that particular person speak 
and they let it all out. And then the next person speak. Mine, it took practice. But right now, when I go pick up my kids from school, we're riding home. And the person will be like, Ma, I go first, I go first, I go first. I'm going to tell you about two things I like and I didn't, and I disliked at school. And we will build sentences and build the structure. And they will be telling me, your turn, the next person turn, the next person turn. So by the time we got home, they weren't trying to, Mommy, 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 let me tell you about today. They had already got it out. So I'm telling you, God really been downloading stuff in me for years about how to get the kids, to give the kids what they need, but also how to fill myself and how to tell people, okay, this is a no, um, that's not going to work for me. I can't do that. And for okay. me, I, and, and I know your viewers don't know, your listeners don't know this about me, but for me, family is God, then family and everything else get added. Yeah. Absolutely. I I totally agree with that. I was out of line for a very long time. I had my priorities kind of mismanaged. So we working on it now. But you know, when everything, you know, every all the things happen all at the same time. Yeah, you had a, you had a hodgepodge <laughs> of stuff. All the things was happening all at the same time. So I, how old are your boys now? We have a 14-year-old, a 11-year-old, and twin 7-year-olds. Okay, so um, your kids are older now. So what is like the structure or what is like the balance in your home now that they're they're older, they're self-sufficient, they're not so clingy? Yes. So, so like, yeah. The, the old, all of them, the, let me tell you, the Lord is so amazing, you guys. So the twins are together. So they pair off. They don't okay. need anybody. And then I have the middle son that kind of does his own thing. And the oldest one, he's like kind of the, the the trendsetter for the boys. Okay. Mm-hmm. So right now we're in full-blown community activity mode. My oldest son is playing football, literally has practice Monday through Saturday. Oh, man. The three boys have practice right now we're having practice four to five days a week my husband and i coach i coach the seven seven new football team head coach my husband head coach the 11 u team we are heavily heavily active in our church so we're in the personality so there's no time for any wiggle room at all and I feel like, I don't know if you guys know Dr. Jackie Green, but earlier this year, she says, God is going to put, you're going to have a lot more to do, but with ease. And when you involve God in your life, it seemed like stuff to other people may be too chaotic, Mm -hmm. but he seems to make it run smooth. Like your mind, I don't know even how to say it, but it feel like my mind is a computer. And it knows how to shift things in place and maneuver things. And when things start to fall out of order, it's like there's a ram in the bush somewhere. I don't even know how to explain it. But literally, if you just take a moment to look at your your week and look at hour by hour what's happening and start putting things in place, you have to take the time. It's going to take work. 
And that's one thing we have to do. And a lot of people don't want to take the work, but we have to take the work and take the time to put everything in place. But you have to know what's important to you, because if it's not important to you, then it doesn't need to be put on that plate. makes complete sense so with all that you have going on where do you find time for shawnee and what does shawnee do and and so one thing somebody told me is that i need to have um i needed to set a boundary with my family that hey during this time and this time mommy needs 15 30 minutes so how do you do that now with all the things that you have going on in your your world right now So the way that I do that now, my husband goes to work from about 7.30 to about five o'clock. So I run the house. Everything in the house gets done through me. And he knows as soon as he walks in the door, it's your turn. So I literally get up, I have dinner done, and I say, all right, babe, I'm going upstairs for about an hour. And he handles the rest for about that hour. He coming from work, I know he tired, but that's one thing I realized too. When you said, I don't wanna wake him up because I know he tired. I'm sorry, baby, I had to realize I'm tired too. So we both gonna be tired when we're doing this. So, and we don't realize it, but they want to help. They want to be there when you're you're having that tough time and it's Mm -hmm. hard for you. They want to help you. They want to be that saving grace for you. And we have to allow them to be that saving grace and say, baby, I need you right now. Can you help me? They may be tired, but they'll be like, yeah, babe, I'm here for you. And they'll give you that time. (laughs) Oh, the control freak in me just went. No, 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 you can handle it. You have to have, you only got two hands, Tasha, but you need to put your each hand in something. All 15 things, you're going to put your two hands in all 15 things all at the same time. Okay, no, ma'am. Let me write that, no, me write that down for myself. You, but, it, but let me tell you something, Natasha. You have to get there because let me, we all have that part of us that want to control everything, that wants everything to be perfect. But there are going to be times where you're gonna be put on your back and there's nothing you can do. And everybody else that you've been helping have to come to your rescue. So if you don't put it in place now and allow them to come to your rescue, when the time comes that you need the rescue, they'll already know what to do. So you're training them little by little, help me here, help me there. And when it's time, okay, Tasha says, I'm done. I'm taking a break. This person knows I got to clean the dishes. This person knows I got to put the shoes up. This person knows, okay, this is where she usually go to go get food for us. So let's let's order from that place. You kind of got to give them tasks to do. As a military person, you know how to give people tasks. That I do know how to do. <laughs> I'm really good at that. Um. So like... At what point in your journey that did you decide that, okay, now is the time for me to start prioritizing self-care? Was it when you came out of the corporate world? No. Um, 
it happened when okay so two years ago my husband went into we really we still don't know the diagnosis but he went into liver failure um his kidneys started failing he went into multi-organ failure and as much as i like to say that i had everything in line i realized i didn't and my husband had gotten so sick to where he would just do an activity for an hour and had to go lay down for five hours, six hours to recover. Oh, wow. So I became the husband and the wife of the house. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he, he ended up going to the hospital for 14, 12 to 14 days. And I literally had to manage everything because he was, I could have been a widow. It's only mm-hmm. by God's grace that it healed his body because the doctors still have not given us a diagnosis. What they did did not help. It was God's hand, a miracle that brought him back. Like he looks like nothing has ever happened to him. But when that happened, you know, people look at you as, wow, you're so strong. You're not flinching. You're not this. Something ignited in me. And I told everybody, you know what? I am not strong. Mm-hmm. I need help. I need prayer. I need you to come. I mean, I was calling people that I probably never talked to to come. Okay, I need you to go to my son's school and go help me. I need you to go get their homework and stuff like this. I need you to order food for us. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. I had to open up and let people that I didn't know come help me and let me and let me see that I'm vulnerable. I need the help. And then when I got to that point that I said I needed the help, then something just said, Shani, you need the help. But all this time you've been trying to do it by yourself and you never had to. They wanted to help you. People wanted to help me. And I said, you know what? I need to have me time. That's when I started to understand I need to reach out to people. It's not always about me being controlling, being the strong woman. We're not all strong. We're strong when we have a village like your podcast to help us, to bear us up when we are weak in our infirmities. And that's when two years ago, mind you, we've been married going on 17 years. And it finally took me two years to realize I don't got it all together and I need help. And I was okay with letting everybody know that I needed help. If that wasn't a word (laughs) in and of itself, buddy. Oh my goodness. Yes. (laughs) You know, I think as moms, we put on a good facade like mm-hmm. like I've got it all together and you know um social media and just society mm-hmm. doesn't make it easy mm-hmm. for us anyway like mm-hmm. um like they have they've painted this picture of what a mom should be and what motherhood is and it is all a lie mm-hmm. from the pit <laughs> of hell it is all a lie it is not Mm -hmm. rainbows and it is not um it's not unicorns and glitter it's it's hold on let me take that back for the people who don't have mothers i mean who don't have children motherhood is beautiful yes it is it's a beautiful feeling yes i love every bit of it but Mm. some of these days um my kids oh (laughs) <laughs> Some of these days, I feel like motherhood is dragging me by my eyelashes and I'm, I'm losing. <laughs> okay. That's what I feel like. Okay. Um, it, 
get used to not sleeping. Mm-hmm. Get used to not sleeping. Okay. As you can see, nobody else can see, but Shawnee, you can see my child keeps coming back in here. They I'm love you. They attached at the hip, baby girl. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just, I think that if everybody had a village, maybe not an entire village, but at least somebody that they can count on, that they can rely on to help them get through, mm-hmm. um, some of the challenges that come with being a mom mm-hmm. just like today um i told you earlier i had three six-year-old little girls in my house mm-hmm. because i know that those moms they have other children too but if mm-hmm. i can take their talkative six-year-old away from them for a couple of hours mm-hmm. so that they can get a break like one of the moms was like girl i'm getting ready to go run errands and go grocery shopping girl have a good time yes and that's her time. time that's her good time that was Even her me though time. she's doing a task for the house, but mm-hmm. that's her time to recover mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and yeah. say, whew, I finally got something done on my list that I've been trying to get done for a month. Even if it was just a moment to breathe, because there mm-hmm. is nothing like that quiet ride to the grocery store. Okay. Hallelujah. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> like a quiet ride to the grocery store and you can shop in peace without people going, mommy, can I have this? Mommy, can I have that? Mommy, can I have that? Mommy, look, mommy, 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 mommy. It's it's the, the little things. It helps you to appreciate the little moments in life. I love my children. I love, love, love my children. But mommy need a break sometime too. <laughs> yeah. And you know what you, what you did for those moms there are so many people that want to do that for you, that want to do that for me. But we have to also learn to trust. Follow the spirit, follow the discernment of the spirit, mm-hmm. but trust that the Lord is going to bring us and has people in our lives that want to do those same things for us. Sometimes we've experienced something that causes us not to want to trust people. But mm-hmm. the Lord is like, honey, I'm, I'm bringing you help. But you have to take the help. And that's for any moms out there. Take the help. I'm going to tell you, when we had the twins, mine, mm-hmm. I did not want to have any children after the first two. And I'm going to throw that out there. And the Lord worked on my heart, worked on my heart, worked on my heart. And me and my husband decided, okay, we'll try. And then I changed my mind. I literally changed my mind. Like the next day, I knew I got pregnant. And there was two he put in there. Oh, Wow. Usually my mom, so my mom passed away previously, and that's the reason why I didn't want any more children. Because Mm -hmm. she would come the first two weeks of right after I have birth to take care of me, my husband, and the child. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that. Let me tell you, a couple months before that, not knowing we were going to be pregnant, the Lord introduced me to a woman, and we just clicked it off. She moved to South Carolina, Mm -hmm. retired in South Carolina, and we became almost the bestest friends. And I got pregnant and she was like, the Lord told me to come take care of you, your husband and the twins and the boys. She stayed oh, wow. in our home for over three months, literally like what my mom would do for me. Mm-hmm. We offered to pay her. We offered to, she was like, no, the Lord said, no, just come and take care of me. So imagine if I didn't allow God to bless me in that way. To, for me to still find me. She did it for three months. My mom usually wow. do it for two months. Literally, all I had to do was feed the kids. She cooked clean. She did everything for us. Wow. So again, 
The Lord will send you what you need, but we have to learn to trust God's will for us because there are people out here that he has specially tasked for us to help us, moms especially, to get our downtime. If that if that downtime, like you said, Natasha, is an hour to get that downtime. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for my, I'm waiting for the two-year-old to walk in here any minute. So <laughs> I hear him calling my name down the hall. Um, so when my youngest son was born, my like five days before my scheduled C-section, my husband tested positive for COVID and Whoa. he was sick, sick. Like I literally heard my husband gasping for air, right? Mm. All right, y'all, I'm gonna let y'all know now my two-year-old is in the room with me while I'm trying to record. So if you hear something, it's my two-year-old. But anyway, it's it's life. And my six-year-old is here too. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thanks. Thanks, friends. Thanks, friends. Oh my God. Yep. There it is. Thank you, Hub. (laughs) Thank you, baby. Um, so, um, so December 31st, I'm sorry, December 31st, my husband tested positive for COVID and my husband was extremely sick. So that left me and my, um, me, my then three-year-old daughter and my husband in the house. I'm like 38 weeks pregnant at this point. Mm. We were pregnant. Now my aunt who was coming up to help me she also tested positive. She lives in Charleston, but she she tested positive for COVID, so she couldn't come help me. Wow. So on January 1st of 2021, my three-year-old tested positive for COVID, right? Whoa. And I just remember sitting in the doctor's office. I'm bawling. And they were like, ma'am, what's wrong? And I was like, well, my husband tested positive. My baby has tested positive. I'm pregnant. I'm getting ready to deliver. And I don't have anybody to take care of my, um, mm. I don't have anybody to take care of my family. So I tried my hardest to kind of not socially distance, but try to keep myself away from my my family. But you can't socially distance from a three-year-old. Preach. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So um, we did we did really well. But the day I delivered my son James, I tested positive for COVID an hour before delivery. Whoa. And so I cried. I all I could do was cry. And they were like, "What's wrong?" But I wasn't. Um, I was asymptomatic. I wasn't exhibiting any symptoms. I was like, "Y'all are getting ready to take my baby from me." Mm-hmm. And they were like, "No, no, no, no. As long as you don't have any symptoms, we won't take your baby." So it was my godmother, um, my godmother, who has been in my life since I was about eleven years old. She came and she took me to the hospital. She stayed with me the whole time that I was there. Um, and then I unfortunately had to leave my husband home with my three-year-old. And I know it was nobody but God that mm-hmm. kept them because my mm-hmm. husband was sick. He was mm-hmm. like almost intubated sick. That's how mm. bad it was. Mm. So, um, of course, I'm extremely stressed out. Um, I hadn't eaten. I was tired because I was trying to take care of my husband. I was trying to take care of my three-year-old. I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, all the things. And so I had James on a Tuesday. They sent me home on a Thursday. And I was like, okay, um, I'll stay at my aunt's house tonight. Mm-hmm. But when I got home, I called my husband on FaceTime so he could see the baby. And he was... Oh and, I, and so I was like, I got to go home. C-section and all. 
I said a little prayer over Jamesy. I was like, hey, boo, we going back in this house. Mm-hmm. Me and you, we we got to go home. I cannot leave your father there. Me and you are going home. So I prayed, um, my aunt prayed, my godmother prayed, and my sister-in-law came and brought food. Like we were, that's when my village really showed up. Mm-hmm. That's when they really showed up because mm-hmm. we were quarantined. Mm-hmm. We, I couldn't bring anybody into my house. No. Not with the COVID mm-hmm. and a brand new baby. It was just way too much going on. I had a C-section, so my body was still kind of open. Mm-hmm. It was it was a lot going on. And I just remember, I remember crying one day in, in the shower because I think that's where all moms cry, in the shower. It's our place mm-hmm. to go. <laughs> and I'm like, Lord... I cannot lose my husband. What am I going to do? Uh, woo, Lord have mercy. I can't lose my, I I mm. cannot lose my husband. Me and my husband, our relationship, our bond is so tight that I literally, like if he has to work at night, I don't sleep. Like I cannot sleep Girl, if he's not in that bed. Me and you both. <laughs> I, if he's not in that bed at night, I do not sleep. He went away for like a work trip for like a week. I was so tired when he got home. He was like, did you sleep? I was like, no, <laughs> no. But it was in that moment where my village showed up and I realized that I had, I was not in control and I had to let go of some of the reins because I, at that point in time, I just couldn't handle it all. Mm-hmm. I, I, I and it's okay. It. It's, yeah. it's so okay that it's, I don't even, the people that, gotten to the point where it said hey you know what go ahead I can't do it there you go do it you do this you do that when you meet those people it makes you realize how normal you are you're not abnormal there are so many of us out here that says you know what I can't do it you know what go ahead you are normal if you're experiencing where you're overwhelmed where things just seem like I just need help you're you're normal honey you're not abnormal. The people that make it look like it's easy and fashionable, they have help. They may have a yes. nanny. They may yes. have a maid. They may have services that come and cut their yards. They have help too. It's just probably not as extreme because they have the funds to be able to do that. You're normal. We all are normal. God created us this way. And I, it's, I love the fact that you said that we're normal because I will tell you it was it was my issue I thought that I was failing when I couldn't do something like when I was just too tired because breastfeeding will take the life from you (laughs) breastfeeding will take the life from you like so I felt as if I was a failure because I could not handle my responsibilities like I, I felt like, like, hey, you are built for this and you are failing. You are a failure, which, you know, it messes with your anxiety and mm-hmm. messes with your mind, mm-hmm. which is the kickstart for depression, which mm-hmm. kickstarts all kinds of other things that happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So I literally, I thought that I was a failure for a very long time. And for you to say that, hey, this is normal. Mm-hmm. This is normal. So moms... If you feeling overwhelmed, if you're tired, if you're exhausted, or you just can't manage it all, it is okay. Mm-hmm. You are normal. You are a yes, human You're normal being. as it comes, child. Okay? Beyonce makes it look good. 
But Beyonce got a nanny for each of her children. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know what? I am not mad at her. Because I'm not at all. Not if at all. I had the funds to have someone I- to come cook, someone to come clean, someone to wash the clothes, that would give me more time with my family. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. to me, that's what do you call it? That's it's not resources, but it gives you back your time. Yeah. So yeah. to me, I'm never mad at these superstars for being able to do the things that they do for their children because it's giving them back their time to spend. They may not spend time with their children, but us folks that want to spend time with our children, it gives us back, it buys us back our time. Yeah, yeah. I remember my godmother telling me a while back um, when I had Corey, my six-year-old, she was like, listen, Tasha, because you know, with me being in the military, I like things a certain way. Mm-hmm. She was like, listen, Tasha, you're going to have to let go of some of the reins. Your house is not going to be clean every day. Preach. Okay. I need to see my house. Oh, y'all don't want to go downstairs. Okay. <laughs> y'all don't want to go downstairs right now. Okay. Because my two-year-old um, threw ketchup on the floor earlier. That's another story for another time. But mm-hmm. she was like, you're going to have to let go of some of the reins. Your house is not going to be immaculate. Your house is not going to remain perfect. You are going to have messes. They are going to color on your walls. You're going to, mm-hmm. you know, put spill stuff on your floor. You're going to have stuff on your couches. But you need to get to a point where you are okay with it. Yes. Yes. Now don't let it sit, but you got yeah. to at least, because it got to a point where I had to make a decision. Am I going to play with my baby or am I going to mm-hmm. clean this house? Let's go. Let's talk about it. Because the kids are not going to remember the mess. They're going to miss no. that. They're going to remember that you didn't spend time with them. They're going to yeah. remember mommy didn't sit down with me and watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Mama didn't um, help me make the sandwich. All those different kind of things. They don't remember that you're cleaning up after they just ate dinner on the bar and all the food scraps are left there and they just went and sat down and went to go play video games. Mm-hmm. They want you there present in the moment with them. Yeah. Yeah. And being present and in the moment is a big part of self-care. Yes. Being yes. present and in the moment is a big part of self-care. Yesterday we did our school shopping um, and it was just me my husband and my two kids and we went out and we did our school shopping and we went to we had lunch together and just even though it was only a couple of hours in those couple of hours I was at peace and I was happy because I was with my family I'm worried about everything else that's got to be done yes I got to do laundry yes Mm -hmm. they got to get their clothes ready for the week yes Mm -hmm. I got to get ready for the work week yes my husband's got this that and the third yeah I worry about that after lunch. But right mm-hmm. now, in this moment, we are together and we are happy and it's peaceful. The kids are having fun. That is that is where I find my most my most joy. And I'm glad you said that because that there as well is self-care. Mm-hmm. Because your heart is at peace because you're sitting here looking. I don't know if you have those moments, but I would be, we're out somewhere I would have an out, out of person moment where mm-hmm. I stand back outside of myself, I feel it. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at the kids running around smiling, my husband smiling and having a good time with the kids. And I'm just like, everybody's healthy. Everybody's happy. And I'm happy yeah. because we're all happy. Yeah. So self-care isn't always you have to be by yourself. You can be with the ones that you love the most and just enjoy the time that you're together. 
And you have to allow yourself to enjoy those moments because there would be a t- there was a time where I did not allow myself to enjoy that moment. So yesterday I enjoyed that moment. Yes, was my child running around coals, tearing up everything he could get his hands on. <laughs> Okay, was mommy running around behind him telling people, yo, I'm sorry, y'all. He's too. <laughs> my bad, y'all. I'm working on it. But mm-hmm. I allowed myself to enjoy that moment with my, my son and my husband and my daughter. It was just us and mm-hmm. all the cares of the world weren't there at the moment. Let me ask no, you this. I know you're mm-hmm. podcasting me, but let me ask you this. Okay. How was running around doing just being a child and you were saying, I'm sorry. The people weren't angry, were they? They were just like, no. oh, just being a They're child. They're like, oh my Thank God, you. he's so cute. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, do you, but do you see that? It's yeah. normal. And you see how the people react. Oh, you're okay. Yeah. So we're also putting anxiety and stress on ourselves, thinking other people are looking at us like we're crazy, but they're like, oh, that's so cute. He's fine. You know, like, oh my God, he's so cute. And then when we got to the register, the lady was like, he's so mild mannered. I was like, yeah, you didn't see him 20 minutes ago. But that's see, okay. and we <laughs> didn't even have to do that. We just had to say, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's something yeah. we as, as moms have to learn too, is that mm-hmm. it may not be exactly what we want, but take those compliments because people compliment you and they'll tell you, oh, you look so nice. Yeah. You know what? I'm trying to lose this weight, but thank you. No, just say thank just you. Thank you and keep it moving. I have the yeah. hardest time with that, you know, <laughs> accepting a compliment. I'm like, okay, because, you know, we spend a lot of time looking at our imperfections that mm-hmm. that we swear the world can see and nobody mm-hmm. else can see it. Nobody's paying attention to it. Nobody can see it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, man, life and our place in it. So... Um, this has been an amazing conversation and I like, man, I, I learned so much in this moment and I appreciate that Shawnee. So, um, before we go, what words of encouragement can you give to, you know, another mom trying to do all the things and make all the things work all at the same time? What can you tell her? What would what I would say if I was to look at my younger self? Mm-hmm. I would say life is not going to always be the same. Things are going to change. Mm-hmm. And you have to change with it. Being mm-hmm. rigid does not help anyone and it certainly does not help you. It brings anxiety. Um also step back from social media just a little bit because what everybody is showing the glitz and glam we all of us do that we show a a picture of ourselves of when things are going great but all of us don't show when things are not going great Mm -hmm. so step back and recognize that you are the person that god has called you to be in that moment and live in that moment and be honest with yourself when you are struggling when you are going through something, if you need to talk to someone, if that your spouse isn't the person you need to talk to, if you don't have a friend, go to therapy. And it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to have a messy house. It's okay to feed the kids hot dogs and chips for dinner 
or cereal and milk. This is what we having for dinner. It's okay to be you. It's okay to not be perfect because it's normal. Most women experience this in their life. And if you don't go through this experience, you're going to, in the end, you're going to cause your demise. And that's what the devil wants. The devil wants us to destroy ourselves because he can't destroy us. And when we realize that God has created us to be a vessel and to be a vessel to be used the way he wants us to be used and know that we're not in control, we never are in control, but God is in control. And in the future, the good, he has the good for us. Romans 8 and 28, all things work together for good. So each moment is a moment that you need to live in the moment. Know that self-care isn't always have to be by yourself, but you can be with loved ones enjoying the time. And sometimes watching TV with your child right under your lap and you watching that cartoon that you're not interested in, but you're just having that moment is important. So I think that's what I would say. And also follow your dreams. Do not abandon your dreams. Don't abandon the vision that you have for your life. I've always wanted a business. And that's why I have my health and wellness business with Plexus. And I partnered with my husband because why not partner with the person that you love the most and make it a fun thing? You know, do not abandon the dreams that you have. My husband always say, you both got to look at the goal together, but you may maneuver in different ways, but you guys see the goal together and walk towards that goal. Women, do not abandon who you are, but grow in who you are. You're amazing. God made us helpmates. We are the reinforcements. That's what I call it. So you're in the military. You know what that means. When you call the reinforcements, that's Absolutely. us. So I think that's uh, it. <laughs> I loved everything about that. Um, like I told tell my listeners all the time hey this is for y'all but it's also for me i learned so much today from shawnee and i hope that you picked up some of the jewels that she dropped and you apply it to your life like you can hear it but unless you apply it nothing is going to change um but before we go miss shawnee is a business owner with her amazing husband so i need you to drop all your social media links Give us a little insight about Plexus. Um, The information will also be in our show notes. So you'll be able to look her up on Facebook and Instagram and her website and everything. But Miss Shawnee, go ahead and tell us about your business and drop your social handles. So all my handles is my name, Shawnee Presley. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Treads. I think that's all the major ones so far. Um, And we're with Plexus. Plexus is a plant-based gut health company that we partnered with. My my husband is Dr. Presley, is a physical therapist, and I'm Shawnee Presley with um, a master's in public administration. But I've always been a health and wellness coach. Like I've always helped people, but I realized at 40 years old, when I turned 40, my body changed on me. And everybody kept saying, your body's gonna change when you get folded. I was like, not me, not me. But I experienced it. I did everything. I ate well, I exercised, but my body just started doing something wonky. So I started researching my husband and I, and we found these plant-based supplements that we realized, you know, they talk about the second brain is your gut. Truly it is. 
When your gut is out of balance, all the symptoms that you're experiencing, your body is screaming, help, help, help. It could be through skin issues. It could be through weight gain. It could be through hormone imbalances. It could be through so many different things. And when I started taking the supplements, my body was like, thank you very much. So all the stuff that I was experiencing, my body started healing itself from the inside out. So Plexus is a plant-based gut health company that really goes down to the root of the problem. And we help, we have all different kinds of products and services, skincare, gut health, weight loss, um, nutritional factors. We even have things for children. My boys take the X factor because we say, if we're going to make sure our body is healthy, our kids got to be healthy. So find me on social media, message me. It, if, it doesn't have to be about business. It could be about, hey, how are you dealing with your husband and you needing to give him time? Message me. We didn't get to talk about that, but next time we will. So that's me, Shawnee Presley. Thank you so much, Shawnee. I'm going to make sure I write you down because I'm coming back for another interview, okay? <laughs> And I appreciate you saying that, hey, people could reach out to you, even if it's not about your plexus business, but just mm -hmm. to deal with life in and of itself. It is, yes. um, it's so helpful to have somebody else to talk to like, hey, sis, I'm going through this. Mm -hmm. Can you give me some insight? Because a lot yes. of people don't have that. And that's why I built the village. But thank you. You did that, Natasha. <laughs> you did that. And one thing I'm going to say is thank you so much for building this because this is so needed. You know, there's so many different podcasts out there and you don't feel like you connect with the people. But right mm -hmm. here tonight, I truly felt like I connected with you. And I'm so grateful that the Lord dropped this in your spirit and you made it come into fruition. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So to all my listeners, I hope that you were blessed by today's interview. And if nobody else has told you today, I love you. I'll talk to I you love next you. time. <laughs> next time, you guys have a great night. Hey, thank you for listening to the Village Motherhood Edition podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on Spotify Podcasts. That helps other moms like me and you find the show and build our village. If you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on IG at thevillage underscore ME, and we can keep the conversation going on Facebook with the Facebook Motherhood Edition Facebook group. Talk to you soon. Bye.